Are you looking for some basic tips on how to craft your perfect speech? In a world more virtual than ever, presenting has never needed so much attention. On this drop, Insania Gibbs shares so many success secrets on how to move from talking to speaking. Let's go. Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly series that gives you tools, processes, and best practices to fuel success for women in tech with a diverse set of guests from all walks of life sharing their success secrets. I'm your host, tech diva, Nicole Scheffler, and I'm on a mission to spark success by leading and serving. That is why I'm serving up this series to help women make a big impact in a male-dominated field. We hope you could take away at least one best practice that you can take action on that will make you a little bit better. Check out our full collection online at techdivasuccess.com and subscribe to support. On with the show. We are taking our mission to support women in tech one step further with the future release of a book called One Habit to Spark the Tech Diva Revolution. And we are looking for authors just like you to join us that share our mission so that you can share your habits with women in technology. Just like our podcast, we're open to all authors and genders and backgrounds as long as you could speak to the tech divas. Together, we could do more. So hop over and visit onehabit.com slash tech diva for all the book information, or reach out to us on one of our social platforms. Welcome, Tech Divas, allies. I'm very on fire to bring you the episode today with Ansonia Gibbs. She's a little bit of my soul sister because she also has her bachelor's in computer information systems, which is the same thing I had, but she's had a really robust career serving in public school systems, technology specialist, instructional technology, consultant trainer. And now uh, she helps offer speaking training and workshops uh, in the classroom setting or for various software products or to just help us be better at telling our story, or should I say moving from talker to speaker. She's also had adjunct roles, which is another thing we have in common, uh, adjunct teaching. So it's really great to have her on the show. She's going to really help us figure out how to refine our message and give us things that I know I use every day on the podcast platform, obviously, but also in my own career, things that just help us have the right message to make the impact that we want, no matter where we are. So I'm really happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> this is exciting. Yes, I know. Little did you know we had all this in common, right? <laughs> right. And I went to a college in Grand Rapids for a little while. That's Rapids. right. GVSU, right? Well, it was GVSC when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think the same for me. I, I think the University of North Texas had many iterations of names. So nonetheless, here we are. So why don't you kick it off and help our divas out there turn their speaking up to an 11? Okay, great. Well, what I want to talk about first is we all talk and, you know, we have conversations with our friends, we have discussions, we communicate. But when we're in a business setting, that's something totally different. When you're talking, you just want to talk to communicate. But when you're speaking or presenting, that means you have to make your verbiage communicative to everyone in the room. You don't want to talk over someone's head and you don't want to talk under someone's head. So you want to learn various techniques using your voice appropriately and your body language. Did you know that when you're talking to someone and even if you're a speaker and you fold your arms like this, 
this is letting the audience know that you're not, you don't really care that they're there. You were forced to be there. That is a, a telltale sign that you are really not interested in the people there that are there. You also want to be able to read body language from your audience to see if people are understanding and, and responding. My husband is also a speaker where when he's giving productions or when he's giving moderations, he's talking and he'll enlisted the audience to participate by a call and response is what I call it. He said it, he didn't call it that, but he'll say something and he'll say, yes, yes. So he'll ask the audience to repeat that back to him. So when he gets to certain points, he'll ask them to repeat that phrase. That's just one sample of a, a phrase that you can use as a speaker when you're presenting at work. Just think about the millions of meetings that you have to participate in, not only with your coworkers, but with your higher ups with the leaders of the company. Do you want to sit there and just drone on and on and on and you have a monotone voice and you never move, you never have in inflections? You want to make sure that everyone understands your points. And when you understand your points, you're using your vocal variety. Make sure that you use your body language. Don't just stand in one spot. Don't stand like you're stuck in concrete. You want to make sure that you move around so that people understand and that you catch people's attention. Just by moving, you can catch someone's attention because they want to know where you're going and what you're doing next. Uh, in a school environment, when I worked in a school environment and I was in the classroom with some of the kids, I would purposefully walk behind some of them. And the first thing they do, they jump and say, what are you looking at? Uh, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm like, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, why are you almost jumping out of your chair? <laughs> so just in doing that, that helps to get people involved and understand what you're saying. You also want to organize your thoughts. You don't want to just drone on and on and on. And you talk about point A and then you get to X and then you go back to C and then you get to Z and then you get to F and then you have nowhere to go. And people are like, what? <laughs> so you have to think about that. Think about how you present. And what I like to do personally is I like to at least incorporate a word or two that people aren't used to hearing. So that can not only build your vocabulary skills, it'll also help people pay attention because maybe somebody will write that word down and look it up if you haven't given them a definition. For example, I was in a meeting the other day and I used the word deft, D-E-F-T. And people were looking and I'm like, are you saying deaf? And I said, no, D-E-F-T, deft, skillful, swift. That also incorporates the audience or gets them involved and incorporated in what you're doing. That's what I like to talk about as far as coming from a talker to a speaker or presenter. And I absolutely agree. Teaching in the college setting has made me forced into being a better speaker because in a lot of those classrooms, you have a computer in front of them. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to get creative because they're surfing the web. They're looking at Facebook. They're watching a YouTube. Uh, so I love that example there, because if you could get college students to pay attention to you, it's a lot easier in the workplace. So that was a very useful tip in getting people to focus on the now, be in the present in a world where people are on their phones and devices and all those types of things. These are wonderful tips. I hope all of our divas are taking amazing notes. What else do you have for us? Now, something else that I always say is when you are especially a woman in the field, you have to promote your expertise. 
You walk in a room, most of the time, you may be the only woman in the room. You have to promote your expertise or your specialty and let people know that you understand and know what you're talking about. You don't wanna walk in a room and not promote what you're doing. If I am, we'll go technology. If I am a Wi-Fi expert, I'm not gonna go in the room and talk about cloud because I may not be an expert in cloud, but I may be an expert in Wi-Fi and be able to talk to you about that in extensive conversation. When you walk into a room uh, with men, sometimes when you present yourself, they think of you as aggressive. There are even some women that think that way when you come in and you talk like you know. However, if you actually promote your expertise and you talk about what you are an expert in and you've proven it by fact, read magazines, read information that comes out so that you're aware of what's going on. And that way you're promoting your expertise and you're letting your audience know, or you're letting the person that you're sitting next to know, I understand everything. You don't have to mansplain things to me. <laughs> well, that's incredibly powerful when it comes to credibility. When we get that credibility up front, they know that you're an expert. They know those things. You have to find the right balance of being humble and being bold and like how to represent it. But that's why I think it's important to practice and branding comes into play and all those other things that we talk about all the time on the show. So what a great reminder to drop that credibility out there before you get started. Mm -hmm. And then I'm glad you brought up practice. That's my next point. Doing a run through. You have a presentation that you have to present at work. Let's say you're part of the sales team and you have to have your statistics. You have to have information that is vital to an area that you represent. Maybe you represent the East Coast and you're talking to the, all the sales team to understand why your region is struggling, whereas another region is not. You want to make sure when you create your presentation that you want to run through it before that's the key point before you stand before an audience. So you want to read through it after you've created your presentation, after you've gotten your material, you want to read through it and then send it to someone you trust to read it through as well. And that way they can tell you, well, I don't quite understand this point. Can you explain this? Can you expand on what you're talking about here? Once you've gotten that editor, I'll say, then Present it to yourself out loud. Sit in your room, in your office, or at night. Present it to yourself out loud. Record yourself. I always say, if you record yourself and listen back, you'll understand what you're saying, and it'll help you be smooth. And then you're able to pre present it and sound like the expert in the room. So again, this teaches you how to go through a process without stumbling or stopping how many of us have sat in, in rooms where people have stumbled and stopped, lost their place on their PowerPoint, run through it first. And that's where you get the power of the pause <laughs> when you feel like you're lost. Just pause and regain your composure. So I love the tip on practicing as well. In fact, if you think about it, how many of you out there have ever tried to record a voicemail like you're trying to do your outbox? You're like, hey, you've reached Nicole, leave me a message. And then you replay it again. That's just a 30 second blip that's sitting on your voicemail. Imagine a whole presentation. So it really is powerful to do what she says 
You can use QuickTime. It's a really easy way that you can record your video, right? It's a local, easy, free piece of software. And then you could just save it and play it back for yourself or maybe keep it and put it up on your YouTube channel because you did such a good job. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep rocking it. I got some questions for you too, but I'm saving it for the end. Okay, well, I want to talk about something that I'm gonna offer soon, which is a speech craft. It's only two hours for four weeks and I only have five seats. And what I do in that session is teach you how to use points, how to use your voice, how to prepare your speeches, how to organize. How many of us have gone to a meeting and you don't get a productive meeting because you're stuck on one point? Helping you with me, helping you with the speech craft, you'll learn how to set an agenda stick to the time frame that you have, just like Nicole is doing with the podcast. She's timing every segment. And with timing of the segments, that helps to go back and say, hey, I need to work on this. I need to get this done. I need to do this. If there's a point that's called putting a pinpoint in it and you can stop and let's say you allow three minutes for a topic and you're talking about it and people get into a discussion and say, hey, let's table that for the next meeting. Because nine times out of 10, when you're in an office, you're going to have another meeting. This is not going to be your last meeting. So you want to table that. It'll also give people time to absorb the information that they've gotten. And maybe they can come back with some positive, creative ideas to incorporate. Oh, yes. We will drop those links so that you could check out her course, this upcoming one and more, because she's writing a book, I believe, but I don't want to spoil or alert uh, too much here, but this is a really something you're passionate about. And that's what we're always talking about on the show, taking your passion and translating it into something you could do. So it's really powerful. So now I have some questions. You have a big presentation. What is your favorite way to ideate and skeleton out the format of something? Say it's a technical or sales presentation. For me, which is really interesting, and I didn't realize this until later, it comes so quickly for me. I get an idea of someone you know, will say, well, we need you to present on, let's say, uh, an idea for creating a new program in our group. We need to know how to get there. Okay, so you want to know steps. First, I start asking questions of the people that are asking for the presentation. You always want to make sure that you incorporate the stakeholders. That's what I call stakeholders. You want to incorporate them and ask, what is the ultimate goal? What's your ultimate goal to reach? And then we can go from there. So if I want to start a project, I'm going to go in and I'm going to start from the end, for the most part, what my goal is which is part of when you mentioned about the book, my husband and I are talking about doing a leadership book and that's what we want to cover. We talk about that. What goal do you want to reach? And then we can talk about how to structure that for you. I love it. And tell me about storytelling. It's oftentimes brought up that when you're doing presentations, it's nice to have storytelling. How do you see that being powerfully incorporated into some of the techniques that you teach and that you've mastered? Well, with storytelling, you are personalizing it and you're bringing people into your life. You've actually seen, and I'm going to talk about this comedian because I actually brought up his name the other day, is 
Kevin Hart took similarities to Eddie Murphy, where they tell you a story. You're going to listen because it's intriguing. You're going to know what the end is. I'm not going to start telling you what the end is already. I want to bring you into the story. I want to bring you in. So I'm going to tell you a story about me. Prime example. I started in technology with a thought in mind that I would never touch a computer. How? Because when I was in high school, I had to take a typing class. And I told my instructor, I told my teacher, I was like, I'll never type. Ah, this is, this is passe. This is not anything I want to do. She says, well, it's a required course, so you have to take it. I said, ah, okay, I'll take the course. Well, years down the road, becoming a programmer, what do I have to do? I have to type in order to, I have to type a program out. So that came in handy. So how did I go from not wanting to type to making a career in programming? And that's how you weave a story into bringing people into what you're Exactly. And you have to connect with her to find out, to find out more, <laughs> to hear your story. Absolutely. And this is a more trick question. Some of our listeners out there might be leveling up in their career where they're hitting the sea level. They're on main stages. Uh, today, we are in a virtual world. So that's a whole nother situation. But oftentimes for these presentations, it's scripted. So I myself have struggled with my strength being speaking authentically from my heart, being prepared, doing a lot of the things that you spoke about, and then, you know, using that for my speech. So not everything is, hi, this is Nicole. You know, I don't really write out every single word. And so I struggle moving from this agile space of preparation into scripting. So I think for our listeners out there, how do you prepare for something uh, how do you find what works for you there? Do you have any tips on scripted versus you know bulleted list or cheat sheets or note cards? What are some tips there? What I always say is do an outline. You know your basic idea. Do an outline. And here's the real trick is that you're the only one who knows what you want to say, your points that you want to get across. So write out your main points. You can have subsets of the points that you wanna talk about. Because like you said, if you write a scripted uh, topic, it might be boring. You can't, if it sounds funny to you, you have to know your audience. You can't just walk in and think every audience is the same. Prime example, I told, I was in a, a contest and I was telling a humorous story. And I was talking to people who had never experienced a fried bologna sandwich. And I didn't realize it, but I was talking with one group, told the story about a fried bologna sandwich and the audience just sat there and looked. Later, I went to another audience, told the same exact story and people were laughing and falling out of their seat. So you have to know your audience, know what they're asking for, what they're looking for. If you're giving a presentation for work per se, you're talking to your coworkers. So you may just talk to a small group, but if your boss comes to you and says, I need you to go to this conference, now you're gonna present instead of in front of five people, you're gonna present in front of 500 people. How do you relate to them? So you have to ask questions in order to get yourself prepared 
know the material that you want, outline it, and then put little tweaks in there when you find out more about your audience that you're presenting to. Great tips. And just reminding our tech divas out there that this advice is great for formal, on stage, you know, main stage type presentations, but it is also so powerful for everyday communication, communication yes. to your boss, you know, things that you may not think you need to prepare. It's very impactful when you come with these tips and start to refine it. And one thing I'll say, my piece of advice is feel the fear and do it anyway. Practice makes perfect. Every one of you out there is an expert in something. You're an expert to someone. You have something to say. And so find those places. Toastmasters is one that Ansanya and I have both been involved in. I think it's a great place to practice because if you don't practice these skills, you don't get there. I'm not sitting here today with what I'm speaking about without 150 plus kid episodes of podcasts, each one getting a little bit, little bit, little bit better. So I just encourage you to find places, safe places with even your friends or family, Toastmasters in your own community. If you have like an employee resource group, like a woman pod or, you know, some type of thing in your um, workplace, you can use those to have dry runs, just have little places to feel the fear and do it anyway. We all get a little nervous. I like to take three deep breaths. Whew, just before I get into it, it actually lowers your physical body and gets you in a good state. Uh, but I just want to remind you, these are useful skills for everything that you do in life. So I absolutely love them. And I wanted to see if you had one last nugget before we drop off the episode. Well, the other nugget is this. When you talked about giving, talking with your boss, you have to talk to your boss in a couple of minutes because nine times out of 10, your boss is busy. You have to know how to give what's called an elevator speech. Get your point across so you want to get to the point. Or if you are an entrepreneur and you're looking to increase your business and you want to go somewhere and have someone invest in your business, they're not going to have two hours, three hours to talk to you. They want you to get to the point. Get to the point. Make sure that you're an expert in it because, as Nicole said, you are the best at what you present when you present it. Think about those things. What am I good at? What are my best features? And then you want to present that because you always want to put your best foot forward. They always talk about your first impression. You want to give a good impression. Being an expert in your field, being the expert in the room, you be the expert over yourself. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's not always what you say comes down to how you say it. And right. absolutely. One thing that clubhouse has taught me for my clubhouse peeps out there is be brief, be brilliant. <laughs> you don't always need a huge narrative to make a point. And that's an app where if you want to practice being brief and being brilliant, <laughs> You can log on to Clubhouse and join some big stages where you got about 30 seconds to make your point and move on. This has been an amazing conversation with you, yes. really reminding us of the basics, reminding us to you know present ourselves and all the tips that you brought today. So what a wonderful episode. Of course, people want to know how to reach out to you, check out your new course that's coming up and all the things that you're going to be bringing that our tech divas might want to check out. So where can we find you? 
Well, you can uh, log on to Born to Speak to You. That's Born the Number Two Speak the Number Two You dot com. That is the website. We also have online learning tools, which not only if you do online, we can come in and do live trainings for some of our modules. And we have over 144 modules in our online training. Now, as far as Speechcraft, this is going to be, we're only going to do this twice right now. But for Speechcraft, if you go to Born to Speak to You, we're going to post the link on the site to register. And the registration will open September 1st. The course will start on September 28th. And that's in the evening. It's uh, for four weeks, two hours each week. And you will come away with a plethora of information and hopefully better skills and like Nicole said, conquer that fear, step out, find some place where you can talk to people and don't feel like you're going to be a failure because everybody, I think, is a winner. You just have to put it out there. Make sure that you put it out there. Absolutely. And what a great opportunity to have intimate coaching. It's not just an online course. Your new course, new opportunity is so small that people are going to get specialized things. So maybe they're working on a big keynote. They can actually bring that to you in the course, or they're just working to level up their virtual impact. I know my team and everyone in the world is pivoting to online speaking. So we've had to kind of translate uh, things we're used to be doing face-to-face into this uh, medium. So there is a different way of moving your energy, your language, and your presentations over virtual that I know that you can help them with in yes. that course. So, well, thank you so much. Any last words before we head out? I want to thank you for having me. And I want to thank you for having a show like this, a podcast like this, because sometimes people don't know where to go or where to turn to or what to listen to. But this is a great avenue to have people listen and understand, hey, I can do that too. I became a podcaster in 2020. You can too. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And that's all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find diversity of voices in their expertise because women in tech don't just need technical things or no tips on networking. We need so much more. We need to be well-rounded into speaking. I mean, a yoga teacher could teach us how to sit in our chair and, you know, flex throughout the day and, you know, empowering others and all the great topics. This is just one of many. So of course, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the show and that you're liking, subscribing, following, and doing all those things. We really appreciate you contributing and uh, wish you all the success in your new course. So thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Until next time, divas. Thanks. Before we go, don't forget that we're launching a book and we're looking for authors that can join us in this journey to inspire women in tech by sharing your habit. So send us a message on social or get that information at onehabit.com slash tech diva. Thank you again, tech divas and allies for tuning in and investing in yourself. We really hope this episode sparked something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life and your career. Again, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube and give us some social love on Twitter, Facebook, or Insta by simply searching Tech Diva Success. We hope this episode was fire for you.